Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined by my brother, on the west side, fresh off of my birthday extravaganza, man. Nando Vila, what's up, man? Welcome back. Feeling good. You know, the hangover is worn off, but uh, you know, it, was, <laughs> it was good. great. It was a fun one. A little it's rooftop good. in Santa Monica, nice little view. It was good. That's right. Right on the beach. Um, shout outs to our brother, our comrade, Daniel Bessner. He's about to be a new dad soon here um, in a few months. He was able to sneak out the crib and come through. Uh, Anna Kasparian of TYT, young legend that she is. All kinds of people from the political left, man, just just pulled up to to the birthday party. Yeah. That's how we do it on the left. Solidarity, you know what I'm saying? We Hell party yeah. together. Hell yeah! That's how you. That's how you. That's how you change the world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Through partying together. Um, on today's show, man, look, this story is a little bit old. But it happened last week after our show, and I just I just feel like we have to touch on it. And that's the China balloon and the just absolute shit storm it caused on the right and the stupid responses from the from liberals or whatever. Uh, just a hilarious, just hilarious story from top to bottom, but also, you know, sort of indicative of where the winds are blowing when it comes to the reactionary hawkish elements of um our power elite um i just wanted to touch on that story just to keep you guys updated if you weren't paying attention to it but of course we're taping this on wednesday afternoon the day after president brandon joe biden's um state of the union address um he came out in pretty muscular fascist fascist fashion nando <laughs> i thought 
I thought it was interesting because it was like more campaign rally speech than State of the Union, which kind of shows you that Biden understands that he has to be in campaign mode from now until, you know, November of next year, which is just crazy to say. Like, we're going to be doing this shit in exactly a year from now. Um, like a literal campaign, uh, which is wild. But um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that he hit on Social Security and Medicare, which you and I both know are, is that's a winner, right? We know Republicans yeah. have been wanting to gut this thing since the day that it was invented. Um, and it's one of the most popular American, both of them are some, two of the most popular, if not the two most popular American programs in existence and has always been a, a sort of hot button topic. Like you go near it, you die electorally. Like people will have your head for their Medicare. They will have your head for their social security. I thought it was interesting that he sort of baited these guys into, you know, being ravenous, just foaming at the mouth idiots, even over something as simple as Social Security. Then, you know, he gets into his bread and butter. He gets into his I'm Joe Biden. I've been doing this since the 70s kind of stuff like yeah. we're about to come build some roads. We're going to build some bridges. I'm going to come. You know, we're going to come to break ground on these new projects like this old school, you know, sort of bread and butter yeah. politician, Joe Biden, that he comes from. So I thought that was interesting, but mainly, honestly, Nando, for the spectacle of it, I was reminded of something that you told me after the midterms was just like, some of these Republicans are so absolutely fucking insane that they make like even the Democrats look decent by comparison. Yeah. Well, especially a Democratic Party led by Joe Biden. Right. Because he's such a normie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I struck me. Because the thing is, the thing about Joe Biden is that he's the fucking president. But we never see him because, you know, he's old and he slips up and they don't they yeah. don't they don't let him out there often. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They don't let him fucking take a he's take like, the girl out to the dance. Yeah, he's like, put me in coach and they're like, no goddamn way. You know, like you are you are a pinch runner, you know, just in very specific uh instances. But so I, I forget about him. I just forget like what he is when he goes in full politician mode and the thing about Biden is that he is a pretty, he's a savvier politician than pre people give him credit for, mostly because of what you're talking about, that he came from an era before, like, all these people got all fucking smart about shit. And professionalized, you know I mean? yes. Before yeah. it got corporatized and professionalized from consultants and that consultant totally. class who basically they run every single utterance that these people say in public. Like he comes from a, from a school of Democrat that's before that corporate Clinton um, D triple C sort of takeover of the party. Yeah. And it like, you know, if the irony is that these professionals who are like supposed to be what they do is by definition, remove you from the populace. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking at them, you know what I mean? Yep. You're, you're not, you're, you're like, Focus you're treating them like to death. Yeah, All of your exactly. Messaging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Biden just does kind of have that ability to be like, oh, I was talking to some guy the other day and he was telling <laughs> me like, you know, <laughs> when I, he's like, he still calls people Jack. <laughs> yeah. And, and that shit, like, you know, he pulls that off because all the other politicians do that. They just, they can't pull it off because it's, it's so true. obviously fake. It's condescension, yeah. yeah. 
his yeah. condescension and he's just like he's actually like yeah you know uh you know this this probably did happen to him you know <laughs> i believe it yeah. you know what i mean um and so so there's that i mean there's his kind of uh his his campaign savviness as a politician someone someone tweeted out um and i agree with it 100% is that one of the reasons why the democrats don't have like a quote unquote bench you know what i mean and 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 why someone like kamala is like comically unpopular and you know all the democrats are freaking out and want to replace her the problem is they can't replace her with anyone because they they just don't have anyone else is because all of these younger democrats are essentially too online and too like too too at the forefront of whatever like discourse things are like you read some tweets from 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 some of these younger politicians and like they don't they just they just don't make any sense they're they're they don't have that kind of plain spokenness and biden the tweet said that you know the 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 reason why biden is is so appealing to so many people and why he's kind of resilient in these things is because he's exactly like three steps behind the times but in a, in a charming kind of non-offensive way you know what i mean like he's like he's just like trying to figure it out you know like he's yeah, not like yeah, no, i love the blacks and the gays and, and the and, and you know but i don't know that i'm supposed to, to call them you know, and <laughs> you know I think, what I mean? exactly 100 percent. and i think what you're speaking to is what got us so excited about john fetterman is this idea that he doesn't come off as focused grouped into oblivion yeah. he doesn't come off with this annoying you know come from academia come from the nonprofits, come from you know the corporate class that nasty annoying sheen he doesn't have that stink on him yeah these young guys uh they are just focus grouped and online to death um you know i was just thinking about it too i was like could you imagine like Pete Buttigieg in like a union hall or yeah, like yeah, yeah. for real though, like actually hanging out with those kinds yeah. of people, you know, actually hanging out with, you know, American Legion or John at one Ossoff of those spots or any like, of these guys, you know, you no know, no they just don't feel like they feel like no robots. Shot. They feel like, they feel like, and you know what? I like, I like Warnock. I like that he's black <sighs> and like, he's like, like, even though he's, you know, he's really educated and all that, he at least seems kind of like a normal black person. Yeah. You feel me? And, you know, I think being Southern really helps. I don't think, like, a Hawk Jeffries, like, bro, no. Nobody's going for that, bro. Nobody's going for Hawk Jeffries if he wants to someday be like, oh, I'm going to supplant Schumer as, you know, this guy in the Senate from New York. Like, bro, nobody wants yeah. you nationally. And so you wonder what they do. And that's and that's the main thing from watching it, Nando, is like, man, Biden is their best shot. It's crazy. And like, not and it's not, even close. it's not even close. <laughs> he's just he's just two hundred years old close. and like his brain is failing him. But even 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 with that, he's just far and away better than at, at like the politics, you know, like at the actual mm. like you know uh Yeah. Not that he has yeah. good politics. God knows we don't really love Joe Biden's politics. But like the game, the job of being a public figure slash politician, he's just so much better than it, than who they got. And then the Kamala Harris thing, the way they throwing this woman under the bus, you know, and all of those like 
political, where they do that, where they start their whisper campaigns, the way they are just absolutely trashing Kamala Harris, who they anointed. Nobody asked for this. They picked her and her 3% freaking polling and was like, well, she, you know, she checks off the black, yeah. the Asian, um, the woman part. Uh, she's pretty attractive. Like, yeah, she checks off these boxes paying no attention to just how much of a train wreck her actual campaign was, how much of a train wreck she is as a public speaker and just has no charisma whatsoever. Um, then now that they've started their whisker, whisper campaign, like, bro, she hasn't stepped up to the plate. Bro, she's, she stunk up the joint in the primary. Yeah. It's not like she was, you know, second or third, and it was just like, oh, Kamala almost had it. It's like you guys basically hand-selected her to be the second most popular Democrat just by default from her job by the time 2024 came. And now you're saying yeah. it's a disaster. It's just funny that, I mean, so part of me thinks that, that, that Biden picked her because she was so terrible, you know? Yeah. Because and he knew that, yeah. I mean, maybe he's not that smart, but the, the real Machiavellian move would be to pick someone terrible as your VP. This was like, by the way, this was conventional wisdom. You did this back in the day. You know what I mean? Like you didn't want someone <laughs> overshadowing you. You didn't want yeah. someone, you know, especially no. Biden knowing that he's so fucking old that it was just inevitably, even, even during mm -hmm. the first, uh, you know, in his first run, there was like talk like, what if he committed to only doing one term? I was like, get the fuck out of here. No one does that. Just get the fuck out of here. He wants to be the fucking president, <laughs> the fucking president. And, uh, and so like he yeah. knew that if he picked some like stud, someone amazing that people fucking loved, there would be a drumbeat right now to replace him with the VP. But because she's so fucking awful, no one's doing that. Yeah, and it wouldn't... And by the way, it wouldn't be hard to get the money behind this vice president if they were any good. Like, the money would get behind it, the establishment. But then you wonder, Nando, if they would, if they would or could actually do this. When you look at somebody like Feinstein here in California, where it's just like, how is that allowed to just... <laughs> Like, how in the world is that allowed to just continue in the way that it's continued? So you wonder, but yeah, like, Kamala's just been a complete lightweight. And yeah, Joe Biden did his job, which is to explain to people, like, I'm the best you got. I'm the best option, especially if, you know, these these Republicans are just going to continue to be as rabid as they are. Um, I am the most sane person that exists. And and so, yeah, I think he did that job with that. I think back in the days, and Nando, you can correct me if I'm wrong, like the State of the Union address was like where the president would like calm the nation yeah. down about the job that he may or may not be doing well. Um, whereas this is just, this was just straight up a totally. campaign speech, straight up and down. Um, and it's probably warranted when you consider the state of his uh, regime and, and all the things that they've been through. Um, and if unless you have anything else to add, well, no, I do want to have China one thing believe. to add. Trump was live tweeting yeah, the State of the Union. Come on, how could you? Oh, yes. How could you leave this out, <laughs> dude? We we don't have Trump on Twitter no more, which is a real fucking shame. But he was on Truth Social, and I just decided, let me see what because I saw like some tweets about it, and he was weirdly like he was tweeting about it like it was like like he was watching a football game, and you know what? I, the, the feeling that I had. Watching him, uh, you know, like watching his tweets reacting to the to to the to the State of the Union was that he actually likes Biden. Like, look at this tweet. 
look at this tweet from Trump. Like he he likes him, you know. Like everyone likes Biden, you know. That's the thing is like no one when when these Republicans are like this is the most awful, or at least nobody. Yeah, hates no one really him. hates him, you know. Let me find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, here here's his tweet. Uh, here's his tweet. Look. He worked hard tonight. It's not a natural thing for him. It never was and never will be. But you've got to give him credit for trying. I disagree with most of, with him on most of his policies, but he put into words what he felt. And he ended up the evening far stronger than he began. Give him credit for that. Many things weren't mentioned that should have been, but that's for another time. I've done a little clip. Perhaps you'd like to watch it. Good night, everybody, and God bless America. So that was like his reaction to Biden. You know, like by Trump standards, he's being like, you know, he's being nice to him. He likes him. Okay. It's fucking yeah. okay. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> yes. and <laughs> so Nancy Pelosi and Liz Warren. On the other hand, he does not like. He does not like them. He does not like them. This is what he said about Nancy Pelosi. He goes, Kevin McCarthy is looking really good. His demeanor is perfect. He's not a crazed lunatic like Nancy Pelosi that illegally rips up State of the Union speeches, <laughs> and he's more and more fitting beautifully into the role as Speaker of the House. And then his tweet about Liz Warren, just nothing else. Pocahontas is really going wild tonight. She almost has to be constrained. The only thing that will do it is the straitjacket. <laughs> Dude, uh, so when you sent me the screen capture of his truth tweet or whatever, what do they call truth socials? Truths, right? Of one of his truths. Um, I'm like Pocahontas. Like, is he talking about Nikki Haley? Like, I, I I forgot about Liz Warren and the whole lying about being um of Native American descent. And I'm just like, yo, this guy. Say what you will about him, but his instinct for playing the dozens or cracking jokes or bullying or whatever you want to call it, it's just second to none. It's just absolutely second to none. And it just reminds me of my upbringing in the New York. Like, yes, I could hear somebody call, referring to Liz Warren as Pocahontas from now and forever. And, like, it's just such, like, <laughs> typical Northeast um, humor um, and just cutting oh, and yeah. biting. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's what his ultimate gift is. Um, and it's crazy, but yeah, that 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 that, that it, it like you just couldn't imagine the things that he said about Joe Biden, him saying something like that about Obama after a speech. Like he just would never do that. Um, no. He just has a whatever. He just has a soft spot for crazy Uncle Joe, uh, Sleepy Joe. Which um, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out the State of the Union, go check it out. Um, and yeah, let's let's get to the hello listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. 
You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not gonna find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. The China balloon because... We've mentioned it a decent amount of times here on the show, but like, you know, these, you, you, when you think about the national security quote unquote apparatus that exists or the blob or whatever you call the entrenched bureaucratic structure, um, of the American state, uh, these guys understand that like, there's no real justification for their existence as it currently is. Um, $1 trillion a year per year on their budget, right? That's what we mean by as it exists right now. And all the people that are eating and drinking off of that trillion dollar government tit, like they have to justify that existence with something. Who are you fighting? Who are you saving us from? Who are you protecting us from? Who are you like, what is the point of this shit? When nobody's military comes close to spending size and scale, what is the point of doing this year after year? Why are we doing this? So constantly they get their cronies in the media and in the government to peddle, you know, fearful shit about places like Russia, you know, during the Cold War. And then after that, we had to do, you know, the terrorism crock that lasted 20 years. And then now it's China. Right. Yeah. China is the big bad boogeyman that's coming to save to coming to hurt us all, which again, and, and I realize I'm being long winded here. Like back when we were fighting the Soviets, it was this idea that they were gonna what what's people need to understand this. Like it's never it, it was never said explicitly, but essentially we're fighting all these wars because the Soviets are gonna turn all these places commie which then all these places are going to become, they're going to run their economics as state run. And so therefore American businesses can't go into their countries and make money. That's that's the literal reason for being of the Cold War. This idea that yeah. places can't turn commie because American business interests won't be able to go places abroad and extract resources from places that aren't America. That's literally the framework of why we did it when they sell it to us in the public it's like oh these people don't like blue jeans and this and they're going to take our freedoms away and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. but the reality is when a country becomes allegedly communistic and state and state run it's that outside interests don't get to extract value from whatever is valuable within that nation or state right like that's the whole issue that we have with communism that's it 
It's that our business interests, corporate interests, our overlords can't go out and extract the value outside of our own country. That's it. Yep. They can't go out and do business, right? And so when you realize that was the reason for the Cold War and like China is like, we are China. We're already making money there. We're already like, our economies are so tied in inextricably to China. Like what, what are we fighting China over? And like, what is this war even about? You know, so that's what I want folks to think about whenever you're watching this crock on TV or you hear a politician or somebody say, China's gonna come get us and do what? And do what? And then the, the number one thing that I need folks to understand too about this, about some quote unquote war with China, we couldn't beat the Taliban. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't beat the Taliban. We did yeah. not beat the Taliban. The fucking Taliban. A bunch of dudes in pickup trucks in <laughs> yeah. Afghanistan, old ass pickup trucks with some, you know, some AKs and whatnot. We couldn't beat them. When you compare the resources at those guys disposal as compared to us, we could not displace the Taliban. We're going to go up against the Chinese Communist Party. It's it's the height of lunacy, Nando, and enter this stupid balloon where, you know, people are going to try to get you to think that China's spying on us because China needs this decrepit balloon to spy on us on our shorelines. Like, they don't have Google Maps. It's, it's just like, what are we doing with this, dude? I mean, and I don't, I mean, I, I, they probably were. It, it probably is a Maybe. spy balloon. Like, yeah, and but who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, like, that's the thing is like, uh, they're all spying on each other all the time. Like the Chinese know that we're spying on them and, and we, and we know that they're spying on us and that's just fucking par for the course. Like that was the same thing in the cold war during the Soviet union. They all knew, they knew everything that was going on in, yeah. in there. You know what I mean? It's not, it's just, it's almost like a mutually assured surveillance. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's kind of the, the, the prevailing thing. Um, and you know what you say about China, it's like the, the cold war with China has really started you know, conveniently after a like, you know, the war on terror lost its juice, but also, um, you know, when things like, for example, uh, China closed the door to Hollywood, you know, China closed the door to Hollywood. They're like, no, we make we our own movies. We know how to entertain yeah. our people. Yeah. We don't need your shit yeah. anymore. We don't need your shit. Um, and that, or, or when all of a sudden it started, you know, getting ahead in 5g and things like that. So like, you're hundred percent right that at the, at, you know, underneath it all is it's, they're just mad about that we don't get to, you know, make money off of the Chinese no more. Um, but yeah, I mean, the balloon was hilarious because people these days in an era when politics is stopped and an era when nothing really kind of happens, <laughs> at least like in America, right? Like in the, you know, obviously it should happen in Ukraine and, you know, shit happens all over the world. But like in America, everything is kind of static. Um, and we're just kind of in this stuck fit in this stuck phase. People are desperate for some fun fucking action, dude. They want some action. <laughs> they want to feel like back in the day, like the Cuban missile, like, you know, shit was happening, you know, shit was happening. They like history was happening. And here we're just kind of stuck in this perpetual loop. And, you know, the balloon comes along and it's obviously fucking inoffensive and who gives a shit. And like, what are they actually spying on? Oh, Montana, you know, like, uh, what the fuck? Who gives a shit? But 
they just want like they want to cosplay as like oh it's like well sir will the president you know like will the president react to this threat sir you know like what is he gonna do and then they fucking send the fighter jet you know to to blow up the balloon and they can act all tough and then the all the conservatives are posting pictures of their of their ar-15s like i will personally shoot down this balloon you know and it's like get the fuck out of here you guys are just you guys are just cosplaying your own little bullshit movie that no one gives a shit about. Like, get out of here. This is yeah, it's 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 hilarious. And, you know, and I want to get out of here on this so that people understand what the hell we be talking about, right? Um, you pointed out, like, there was the right-wing sort of crazy hawkish response. And the, the, the libs, their response isn't what me and Nando just explained to you, that... If you think Vietnam was a disaster, you think the war in Iraq and Afghanistan were disasters, you have no earthly fucking idea how disastrous an actual war with actual China would be. It would be a complete and utter failure and disaster. Like, there's, like, there's no other way to put it, right? But that's not what the liberals are going to tell you. Because guess what? Quiet is kept. They are just as in line and lockstep with the hawkish ideas and mentality that come out of D.C. national security establishment. So what do they come out and say, Nando? It happened three times during Trump. That's their response yeah. to right-wing, yeah. yes, right-wing frothing at the mouth craziness. It's not, yo, folks, calm down, you know, perpetuating the idea that a war with China would be prudent or would benefit the American people is dangerous and stupid, and we should be doing everything we can to avoid something like that. It'd be catastrophic. Instead of that, the liberal responses, well, actually, it happened three times during Trump. And that's all you need to know about this shit, the China balloon. It's a fucking joke. Um, <laughs> we can't go to war against China. We get our asses kicked. Um, Dude, they already kicked our ass in Korea. Like, no one knows about this. You know, the Korean War wasn't against just Koreans. Like, we got to the border with China, and China was like, fuck this. And they invaded from the north, and they fucking spanked the U.S. around. Pushed them all the way back to the 38th parallel. Like, the 38th parallel is there now because that's where the stalemate happened after the Chinese drove them back um, all, all the way all the way from the from the Chinese border. Like, these are wily people, man. They, they were fighting for a long, long time. Um, you know, massive civil wars and shit like that. Like, they're hardened fucking, fucking dudes. They don't, you don't want to fuck with them. And plus, there's over a billion more of them than there are of us. Let's just let's just put this China thing to bed. They wouldn't want to invade us either, right? Like they don't want to stop the 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 great thing that they got. CCP, you know, COVID has kind of put a dent in what they were trying. Like their their stronghold in that. Like there's been so much more dissent and uprising because of how they've handled COVID over there. But like, bro, this would completely completely derail their operations like it just doesn't make sense for anybody and so i just like everybody who's listening to keep that in mind all the time anyway that's our show for today make sure you become a patreon at patreon.com backslash count the dinks for a couple starbucks per month support the content we're doing up here uh support every single other count the dinks offering we got we'll see you guys next week uh peace out our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.